And we're back for episode 210 of the Firmware Update. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me as always, Joe Garcia. Uh, yeah, that's me. All right, and we are still covering E3. We got three more conferences coming at you today. And uh, I, Joe, I took the time and I listened back on uh, our our predictions here. I, okay. I have most of the list through at least enough to cover us to this episode. And <laughs> I'm happy to report the race is actually a lot closer than I thought. Because I'll be frank. I'll, I'll be honest here. I thought you were destroying me on these. But, <laughs> but it's actually much closer. Like EA, I... I predicted Battlefront 3, mm. which didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> uh, too much Thetha, which did. And uh, most of the games having microtransactions, though, what, which I thought initially was wrong. But when you sit back and think about it, I might have that right. How do you figure? Well, how many of the game? you tell me that uh, which game, like that most of the games didn't have microtransaction in some form in there? Mm, I guess. But I'll tell you what. If you give me that one, I'm going to give you that one that you were saying I I would give you if I was feeling generous, which was <laughs> was Anthem. Anthem. All right. So, I'll okay. give you I'll give you the Anthem one and you got another one right, right? Yeah, Battlefield 5 uh getting its Battle Royale mode uh, announced. Yep. So there so as of right as of EA we were tied. And then uh, we go on to uh, Microsoft, where we were just completely wrong. There. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> with Halo, my prediction was that Halo Six and Crackdown Three would both be announced for uh, for fall of twenty eighteen, and then like days later, Crackdown was <laughs> was delayed into to February, even before E three. Uh, Halo Infinite, you know, that didn't even get a release date, and that seems like it's a long way out. Mm. Uh, Gears Five, I said, was coming spring twenty nineteen. That didn't get a release date either. Um, I said there would be no Xbox One bundles for each game. That didn't happen. And I said that they should announce Minecraft 2 as an exclusive. And that did None of that happened is what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. Uh, zero I, points for me, Todd of Microsoft. Uh, zero points for me as well. I said there'd be three exclusives or fewer. Nope. Uh, special controllers for... I, I said instead of bundles, they would do special controllers for each of the games, which did not happen. And the most talked about game would come in a montage, which unfortunately, no, Jump Force was not in a montage. So, <laughs> no, it was obviously the <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 or whatever the name is. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I got that wrong, too. So, we're at, so at this point, we are actually tied. So, mm. so, let's see what happens as we go on to the next game, next conference, which is Bethesda, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, um... A very strong showing out of Bethesda, I should say. Yeah, this was kind of controversial. A lot of people were like nitpicking here and there, especially about the uh, the Elder Scrolls stuff. But I thought it was really good. I thought it was really informative, and it got me even excited for a few of the games. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, out of all of the conferences, it might be the one I got the most excited about, hmm. and that's, that's something I really thought going in. Um, but yeah, Bethesda, they, they began their show uh, with a little montage of their own, um, but not featuring games, but showing how much they love their dang employees, uh, which is nice. I always I always like that. The, um, the anti-EA right there. The, the anti-EA, <laughs> um, because they recognize, hey, you know, it's it's people making these games that, that people love, so and making them so all that many, so that, that's good for them to recognize that. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun little montage, I thought, like watching them work together, uh, making Foley effects for various games, building uh, a lot of the stuff that would go on to be used in games. Like, it was really cool. It was a nice little insight on on Bethesda. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, and once that montage is over, Andrew WK comes out uh, and he, he performs a song to to transition to extended gameplay footage for, for Rage 2, uh, a game that I, I suppose they probably were planning on announcing here and not via a Walmart leak. Um, they, they, I love that joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, point for me, as I said, we'd get a lot of Rage 2 stuff in this conference. Yeah, um, and uh, the game looked fun. It looked super, it actually looked pretty fun, and, you know, that self-series, kind of the way the original seemed to be, uh, you know, not completely gray and brown um and yeah like it seemed pretty neat uh, it seems like that's actually a game worth keeping an eye on yeah and it it actually seems to combine a lot of the humor or some of the humor from borderlands but also add doom doom's uh gunplay to it which you know looked like really fun and crazy plus increased emphasis on the cars and stuff. You can customize them. And, like, they made a big point. Like, if you see a car on the side of the road, you can drive it. So, yeah, it, it, I thought it looked really fun, and I definitely agree with you. I'm going to keep my eye out on this one. Yeah, and uh, I believe it's being developed uh, not only by id Software, who created, um, who created, you know, the original id and Doom, um, but I believe it's going to be worked on by Avalanche, Avalanche as well, who, who's also working on Just Cause 4. So pretty good development team mm. uh, combo there for, for, for H2. So definitely worth keeping an eye on at least. Now what did you think of the rock uh, concert at the beginning there? Uh, I, I never know. What, it's always it's always weird, even if it's somebody that I like or, or enjoy, because it's like, know that the show expects <laughs> musical guests. So they're, they're kind of just stuck there, kind of like, okay, I guess I'll be polite in that say anything but like do i cheer it's like do i do i ask what encore what's going on here yeah and, and the thing is i like the song but they kept panning to the crowd and the crowd was just like uh yeah. <laughs> i mean that they they tend to do that too much even without the musical performance or it's like hey check out the crowd it's like no just to show me what you're going on here <laughs> i don't need to see what the crowd is doing when they're looking at this video oh thank you they were doing that in some of the gameplay trailers too where they would pan out and show like the audience like dude i'm here for the game dude <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't care what the crowd thinks. Did they say a release? I believe they said a release date for Rage, didn't they? Uh, my, you know, I don't think so. Right. I think it's I think it's just 2019 or or maybe June 2019 or something. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to double check. Yeah. All right. I'll look it up while we move on to the next game. All right. The next thing that came, that happened was um, a gentleman came out to talk about Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, which is which is their free to play uh, card game, uh, kind of in the vein of what is it? Uh, I forgot what it's called. Hearthstone. How <laughs> did I forget about Hearthstone? Um, yeah, he he wanted to say that the game will launch this year on consoles because uh, it's right now. It's currently I think it's just PC and and mobile only. Um, it's gonna have revamped graphics and new cards. Uh, progress that you make in the mobile versions, mobile mobile versions, will also carry over to consoles as well. So uh, if you're into free-to-play collectible card games uh maybe check that out i guess uh it's coming in spring 2019 rage 2 okay so got a window at least uh, <laughs> what did you think of this is this going to be the new uh whatever that world of warcraft card game was what was it called? Hearthstone. Um, <laughs> yeah um not likely but you know i guess it's cool to have i mean it's, it's there's nothing saying oh they should only be the one game yeah why not <laughs> The Elder Scrolls has basically as much clout as, as you know, World of Warcraft, I think. So uh, if they want to get those characters in, in that universe in, into a collectible card game, I don't see why not. 
Hmm. All right, moving on. What was the next thing they chatted about? Uh, and then quickly, uh, the game director for Elder Scrolls Online uh, came out to talk about you know the past and future updates to, the, to, to that game, uh, which has been much kind of like uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, had a rough launch, but you know within the last within a couple of years, um, you know through updates and expansions, it's, it's turned out to be something that people actually enjoy to play. Uh, I've never played Elder Scrolls Online, um, but yeah, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, I've never play, played it either, and Final Fantasy is a good uh, comparison for online. Like, heck, they just did a a TV show based on that, sh- on that <laughs> online. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear it. Like, when I think of Elder Scrolls Online, I still think of that Angry Joe review where he ripped it apart because, you know, he reviewed it at launch. So I'm happy that it lo- found its way back, and it seems to be doing quite well. Yeah. And, um, all right, from here we get into some of the good stuff, Malcolm. We started announcing some of the, some of the good shit, uh, where a couple of nice fellows come out to announce Doom Eternal, which is a sequel to 2016's Doom. Point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't say a whole lot about it, except that, you know, it's going to have more monsters and all this shit. Like, <laughs> they pretty much just promised more, more, more. Uh, yeah. Hell on Earth, uh, so... <laughs> Oh, so that was a big one, too. Cause they, they made a big point, like, oh, you guys send in letters, and we actually listen to them because we are capable of that. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here at, the, at, at E3, they didn't show a whole lot. They, they said that they would have a more extensive reveal uh, at QuakeCon 2018, which takes place uh, August 9th through August 12th. So uh, in a couple of months, we'll have pretty much all we, all we can handle for, for Doom Eternal. Uh, I'll, have to go, I'll have to finish Doom now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully that game isn't too far out. Mm, indeed. All right. Uh, do you have anything uh, say on Doom Two? Uh, no, but I, yeah, that game, that game ripped some real ass. So <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, what they've got in store for Doom Two. Oh, definitely. Like the first one, it felt like they were just dipping. Just think of it. This that was probably just them dipping their toe in the water to see if anyone was interested. Now that they see, okay, people dig this. Oh, they're all in now. So I, I yeah, especially wait. after like people were just completely unsure whether the game was gonna be any good because it took fucking like forever to even come out. And from what I heard, it's like, oh yeah, like this game was like, <laughs> like they they trashed and restarted development on that game like several times because it took <laughs> that's what took so long. It's like, man, what a story. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I I dug it. I wasn't expecting that much. I, I yeah, I thought like the nice the teaser trailer we got was nice enough. No gameplay, but I, I assume it's going to be fantastic when we finally yeah. see it. Yeah. So QuakeCon twenty eighteen is when we'll see more of that. Beauty. All right. What's up? What's next? Uh, speaking of Quake, uh, if you're on PC, uh, they, you'll be having another trial version of that free to play. Oh right, yeah, this is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A trial version. Of the free-to-play version of Quake Champions has, has launched uh, as of that show, um, which is weird because it's a free-to-play version, but you get a trial version of, of that? I don't know. Mm. I don't understand. But that announcement was made. Uh, if you're into Quake Champions uh, or have been interested in watching or trying out Quake Champions, I guess that's a, one way to do it. Yeah, which was interesting there, yeah, because... I thought, oh, like, oh, this is cute. Oh, excuse me. This is good. You know, give people a chance who might be interested but didn't want to drop down the money to get it. Uh, we'll, we'll now get a chance to tell. But it was, it's been free this whole time? No. Uh, uh, no, Quake Champions, I believe, was like a 20 or $30 thing. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah I, yeah, I just don't understand this whole free to pl- trial version of a free-to-play thing. Um, mm. It never made sense to me as I was 
But that's PC only, so I don't really care. <laughs> and it never was much for Quake. So. All right. So what's the next thing that happened here? Uh, the next thing is that uh, some developers from Prey, uh, last year's Prey game, uh, came out to announce uh, a lot of new stuff for, for that game. Uh, it's getting some a free update uh, as of uh, that show. Then they announced it and released it that day. Uh, my free update that I had a new game plus mode and a survival mode, uh, plus paid DLC called Moon Crash, which I believe is uh, kind of a survival mode. I don't know. It's separate from the survival mode that they added for free, but um, I think that, like, it looked like it was, like, procedurally generated, or it's like, oh, yeah, you just kind of go in and kind of see how many rooms you can get through before you die, um, which seemed fun. Um, yeah, as, as the way I understood it from the trailer, you're in a simulation, and each, yeah. and each time you die, you go back to the beginning, but something in the world changes. Like, they showed this, like, one minute, the room is just normal, but when you die and come back, now the room is in flames, or now covered with, like, five enemies in that room, or something like that. So, uh, I know hate, Joe hates this, and it's kind of Souls-ish, but not too much, really. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, and more DLC for a game called Typhon Hunter. Uh, that DLC is coming later this year as well. Um, or later this summer, rather. So pretty soon. Um, yeah, big yeah. big day for Prey fans. Uh, my Prey, my Prey uh, prediction was that Prey Two uh, would be announced. Mm. Uh, not quite, not quite. Still got some more life in that Prey right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, I I never. I never got into the game. It was one of those games that came out where there was so, so like other stuff that I was looking to get. So I had to make a choice and unfortunately Trey didn't pray, didn't make the cut, uh, <laughs> which it sounds like it also had a rough launch as there were like a lot of file issues. Like I remember. Yeah. Like saves corrupting type thing. Like uh, IGN had to give it a tentative four or two or something like that because every single time they were about to beat the game, the fit, the save file died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was PS4 specifically, I think, too. So, like, <laughs> lots of reasons for us to not play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a great start doing having that kind of a corruption issue on the most popular console out right now. So. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, they, it sounds like they got their stuff together now. Might get it next time it goes on sale, sort of like I did with Street Fighter Arcade. So we'll see. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and Prey is a game that goes on sale a lot for pretty cheap. Mm. Um, so we'll probably get it for twenty or less uh, oh. American dollars if you decide to make that jump. Like the most depressing thing was, I think it went on sale for half off inside of its release month, which I felt bad about. But yeah, yeah, it was at least twenty dollars off, <laughs> at least. All right. What's the next thing? Uh, the next thing is um, some excited things here. If you're a Wolfenstein fan, fine. Oh, Wolfenstein fan, welcome. Uh, they confirmed that Wolfenstein Two uh, is coming to Switch uh, June 29th. I don't think that release date was out there yet, mm. uh, but. If you're waiting for it to play it on Switch, uh, there you go. Um, but more importantly, Malcolm, they announced Wolfenstein Youngblood for 2019, uh, and uh, this seems. And this is gonna. This isn't like Wolfenstein 3. This will be like uh, kind of like Wolfenstein. The what is it? The Old Blood uh, that came out alongside uh, yeah. the, the New Order. Um, which so, also, which also <clears throat> was a prediction by me that we get some Wolfenstein 2 DLC with story. So point yeah, for and, me. Well, technically, this isn't DLC. It's separate. Like the old blood. Well, it's the same thing. It's like it's DLC <laughs> there. All right. Because because they they have their season pass. Uh, they detailed that those three different things. This wasn't part of it, Malcolm. 
Just saying. Um, anyway, so. it'll be set in the <laughs> 1980s. It will star BJ's twin daughters and will be fully playable in co-op. Um, and this raises some questions. If, if uh... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I had some <laughs> questions watching the, the trailer, too. Yeah, because, um, I mean, for one, setting in the 1980s, it tells you, it's like, oh, so whatever happens in Wolfenstein 3 didn't work? Because <laughs> the... Uh, Wolfenstein 2 ended in, what, 1960-something, 1970-something? Something like that, yeah. Um, so you, and, and the way that game ended, you assume that that the next you know main game will, will pick up like immediately after that. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. It's cool that it, <laughs> that like it will star his twin daughters. Uh, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. And I noticed with the twin daughters, when they were showing them off, like one of them seemed to be focused more on melee, and the other one was more into the guns or what have you. So I was wondering, I was actually kind of wondering if that would translate into gameplay, like maybe one's more devastating up close while the other one is meant to be more from afar. So, but we'll see. We, we didn't really see gameplay per se. Oh, oh, oh but, but neat. Neat. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'll be playing that for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Moving on. What else happened here? Um, there was a quick aside about, uh, Bethesda's work on VR. Uh, uh, they said that the previously mentioned uh, Typhon Hunter DLC for Prey uh, will be playable in VR, uh, as well as in the single-player mode for, for that game. Um, and on top of Wolfenstein Youngblood, they announced Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, which is a VR game about hacking uh, into Nazi robots and using them to, to murder said Nazis. Uh, so that's neat. Yeah. Uh, that looks like it would be fun, which is yeah. what you want to say when you see a trailer. So Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't know if, that, if it's just going to be like if that, that stuff will make it to PlayStation VR, but, you know, with their previous track record, uh, it should. Mm. Yeah. All right, what was the next game? Uh, the next thing, uh, the next part is all, it, it, it transitions to, to, to Tim Howard, or not Tim Howard, Todd, Todd Howard. Tim Howard's a different person. Uh, Todd Howard uh, comes out and presents the rest of the show. Uh, what a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he comes out, um, he... <laughs> He shows a video for for a dorky video, but it's fun. Uh, Skyrim coming to like Amazon Alexa or something. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> like, with, uh, see, this is what you do when uh, someone's making fun. You go with the joke, and like, <laughs> yeah, people are. Like, go ahead. Like, what do we announce Skyrim for next? Uh, here you go. Uh, and you know, it stars Ke- Keegan Michael Key, who's like a funny ass dude. I love that guy. <laughs> and it, it's kind of funny because I know this was made as a joke. But as a guy who plays D&D, I could see this one day being a thing where you download a game and uh, the AI is just being the role of the DM and you're just reacting <laughs> to it. Like, that's a ways away, but I feel like people would be on board if you could get there. Though a friend of mine says that this is real, that you could totally download it on Alexa, which I'll have to look into. Yeah, I'll, I, I don't think so, but whatever. I'll, I'll be super excited when it comes to the Samsung <laughs> smart fridge. That's for darn sure. <laughs> Oh, um, you, I, <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but from there, he transitions to to probably the biggest part of the show is where he, he dives pretty deep into Fallout 76. Um, and pretty obviously, you, you you play as a vault dweller from Vault 76. It is set in 2076, uh, West Virginia, which and that's very shortly after after the bombs fall in the Fallout universe. Uh, I believe it's the first vault. Uh, to to release the people out of it like twenty years later, as opposed to like um, the other vaults that clo- that opened like two hundred years after the fact. 
so for from a story perspective, uh, pretty interesting scenario. Um, it is a fully online game. Uh, it is playable solo, but it is fully online. Um, so that's a point for me, saying that it wasn't going to be a single-player game. Um, wait, wait, wait. For which, you said it was going to be an MMO. I said it will not be a single-player game. Yeah, but you also spe- – I specifically asked you if you were saying it's going to be an MMO. And he was like, yeah. I did not say MMO. But you, okay. you didn't. <laughs> totally did. All right. I'll be nice and give you the point. Give yeah, you I'll, the point there. Yeah, I'll I'll be nice too and give you the Wolfenstein point. Too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> very good. The, the Wolfenstein point is totally legit here. But anyway, but anyway, um, more importantly, there is no loss of progression upon death, uh, which is great. <laughs> um, characters will not be tied to a single server, uh, so you never see like a server menu or anything like that. Um, camp building from Fallout 4 returns, uh, which isn't super exciting for me initially, but you know the idea of being able to do that kind of stuff with your friends um, could be pretty cool. Uh, one of the cool things that I thought was that <laughs> there are going to be nuclear missile sites scattered throughout the map uh, for players to activate and just kind of <laughs> launch nukes all over the map. Uh, that's pretty wild. I thought that was pretty cool. Um the game will have 100% dedicated servers. Uh, there will be a beta for pre-orders, uh, and we got a release date uh, of November 14th, uh, 2018. Mm. Pretty neat. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm pretty sure you said it would come 2018, but even I was kind of surprised because I was, I was expecting 2019. But no, we are getting Fallout November 2018. Uh, once again, another reminder of what you can get this year. Still, Joe. <laughs> yeah, and it, it seems that they're treating this as a full-on like like it's not like, not like a spinoff the way like you know New Vegas was after Fallout Three. It seems like this is gonna be like a full-on all hands on deck uh, Fallout sequel. Um, it better be. <laughs> so I'm 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 pre- I'm actually pretty excited for it. Mm. I was kind of I was kind of uh, eh, about it at first when I I thought it's like like I don't know if it's a multiplayer thing. I'm not so sure, but. But having having Howard come out and, and show it off and talking about it, it's like, yeah, actually, maybe this is going to be pretty good. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Uh, admittingly, I'm not huge into Fallout, so unfortunately I can't really expand too, too much on this one. But seems to have all the little chestnuts. The multiplayer stuff looked fairly interesting, and it's essentially whatever... Dark Souls has in which you can either choose to be invader or you can help the person out in their game and you guys can do stuff, which sounds really fun. Yeah, I can't wait to hear you compare everything else to, 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 to Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, I, I did enjoy Todd Howard's explanation on why it's only six players at, at a time. It's like, it's the apocalypse. It's not an amusement park. There's not going to be 30 <laughs> of you. Yeah. So yeah, I did appreciate that. So, little Little chestnuts like that. Yeah, and um, I think he talked about the, the collector's edition as well, uh, which is another funny part <laughs> when he's like, and it comes with a poster that like, close to the fucking dark. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, he was so stoked about it. And wasn't there also like uh, a helmet or something like that? Yeah, but unlike, you know, like the Halo and, and the Killzone helmet special editions from back in the day, uh, fully wearable. Uh, you can wear it. It's got a voice modulator and everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Going back to the Rage uh, gameplay footage, did you notice the uh, the commercial for the collector's edition that they snuck in there? Yeah, <laughs> like I was just playing on a TV in the, in, in the trailer. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like, I'll keep an eye on the game, but I'm not paying for that. But all right. Oh, no, for <laughs> sure. It's like standard edition all the way. But <laughs> all right. And anything else you had to add on Fallout 76? Uh, no, but but definitely one that I'm actually kind of excited for uh, following his presentation here. Right um, on. But the next thing he had, uh, Fallout-wise, was that Fallout Shelter, a game that they announced and released uh, like two years ago at E3. Yeah. Uh, uh, they went ahead and, and released it now for PS4 and Nintendo Switch as well. Um, it was on Xbox One uh, for a little while. Um, but, yeah, now it's on all three major consoles as well. So there you go. Mm. That's me. Excellent. All right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, after that, the big Elder Scrolls news was Elder Scrolls Blades. Uh, being announced for mobile, um, and he seemed pretty stoked about this. I was like, eh, I don't know, but again, um, I guess when Todd Howard exp- uh, explains something to you, you, you tend to buy into whatever he's selling. Um, but yeah, this will be a first-person RPG, um, you know, much like the console games. It'll have console-quality graphics, he says, um, and you know what they showed seemed pretty good-looking. Uh, it'll be playable both in portrait and landscape mode. Uh, as well as one with one hand, um, which sounds pretty neat. <laughs> if we're being honest, I feel like it, to be able to, <laughs> if you want to, if you have you know only one hand free to play, that's pretty neat. Um, it'll have multiple modes. Uh, it'll be coming to virtually all platforms eventually, uh, but it'll it'll be free and it'll be free to play uh, with cross play across all platforms. Um, you know, uh, with you know, so, I guess depends what Sony wants to do with that, <laughs> um, but. But it'll be coming to virtually all platforms. Uh, it'll be coming to VR, it'll be coming to your phone, it'll be coming to Xbox, PS4, Switch, whatever. Um, so that's pretty... That, I thought that was a pretty big deal. I, that, that looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, definite Infinity Blade-like game. Ah, see? Switched it up a little <laughs> bit for you. But uh, it looks interesting. It could be really fun. And some of the stuff they were saying was pretty interesting in that he wants it to be like where you could play the game and no one can tell you're playing the game or something like that with the portrait mode or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because you're just holding it like you would your phone, you know, during like for if you're just texting or browsing or whatever. Mm. Uh, so that's that's pretty. I think I thought that stuff was super cool. Hmm. Definitely, and it does look like <laughs> I, they really love Elder Scrolls. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I've got a friend too. He's like, he's like, hey, you know, with, with portrait and you know one and playful with one hand, like I. Like I just had a kid. Um, I could, that means I can hold my kid and, and still play. I was like, oh, that's, that's actually that's actually super good. <laughs> like, that's actually a pretty good way. That's pretty good. All right, and then from here, and because they were teasing it all night, but do you want to talk about the three point shot that you made in this prediction here? Um, well, first, Malcolm. Oh, there was uh, another thing. Gosh, yeah, there was another thing they announced. <laughs> One more uh, thing. Yeah, they're, they're like, our next game uh, is going to be the first original franchise from Bethesda in 25 years. I was Jesus like, oh. Jesus Christ, yeah. What, what? And I, I was like, man, really? <laughs> and I thought about it, I was like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> like, wow, you really, wait, what about Evil Within? Or Well, they just they just publish it. This is oh, okay, okay, okay. So this, this is, is like for them to develop as well. Got it. Okay, okay. Um. So yeah, the game called Starfield, uh, which will be, I assume, a sci-fi type game, but you know, it was just a logo, uh, so I have no idea what the game actually is. I'm going to make a tentative prediction. This will be a next-gen game. Oh, you mean like PS5 and beyond? Yeah, and beyond. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like for all I know, it's out in November. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But uh, it'll be like psych. Yeah, we'll <laughs> um, next console is released three years out, so we'll we'll see. Hmm. 
Um, and from there, here here's my three point shot. Like you said, Malcolm from half court. Uh, a teaser for the Elder Scrolls Six uh, was shown. Um, but he not- very notably referred to it as the game after Starfield. Uh, so a long ways out for sure. Um, and, you know, they didn't show anything. <laughs> it was literally just the landscape. It's like, yeah, and the logo, there you go. Elder Scrolls Six. I was like, okay. And you did call this, uh, no bonus points here, but I did ask you also, do you think we'll see gameplay? Like, nah, it'll just be like a glorified teaser. And sure as, yeah. sure as I'll get out, like no release window, no nothing, but it's yeah. like, Hey, it's coming. So, yeah, good call. Yeah, two points for me out of Bethesda with that one. Mm. I got a whopping all of them. So, it is <laughs> at, a, at our current standings. We're looking at five to four, still anyone's game. Mm. So, in all, what did you feel about Bethesda? Um, I mean, at least as far as the third parties are concerned, easily the best uh, presentation of the bunch. I will give you that. Out of the third parties, it was definitely hands and hands and feet above everyone else i thought it was despite again like there, there was a lot of mixed reviews on this but i thought it was a really tight conference they spoke to the one they uh gave something for almost every game i was i was thinking they we might see some evil within two dlc but no i guess not i guess that one's sort of flying away but was uh, that supposed to get dlc uh well, they did for the last. They they gave several DLC to the previous games, so I was imagining we'd get some some form of announcement. And uh, Evil Within Two, while unfortunately it wasn't a high seller commercially, it did get a lot of really solid reviews. Like uh, Sid Schumann, very famously on the PlayStation Blogcast, said it gave it was very reminiscent of uh, Metal Gear with the bosses that were just so out there and outside the box that they were just so memorable. So, which is one of the reasons I really do want to get that game at some point, mm. but unfortunately, once again, didn't do well commercially, it seems like. So yeah, maybe in the future, but it doesn't seem like we're getting anything right for this foreseeable future. No, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. But Bethesda, I thought Bethesda is always a really entertaining uh, conference. A lot of people were upset. It wasn't like last year where it was pretty much a pre-recorded presentation, but I, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So for those of you curious, if anybody makes up any ground with the next conference, no, because man, because <laughs> man, did we put too much faith in Square Enix for this conference? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it starts out with uh, was Keith David welcoming you, welcoming you to the show. Uh, his voice is is velvety smooth as always. Mm. Uh, that was kind of exciting when I heard it. I was like, ooh, maybe they got something to show here. Um, you know, <laughs> then the CEO of the company, Yosuke Matsuda, comes out, uh, has a little welcome message. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, and then they show off Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, which I guess is, is about Lara trying to stop the Mayan apocalypse. Uh, the, the video they showed was extremely stealth focused, uh, which you know I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will. The one na- on the plus side, I will say this is the first real gameplay footage we've seen so far. So yeah. kudos there. But at the same time, it feels like they're not even trying to hide that they're trying to rip a little off Arkham at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they had <laughs> it looked <laughs> that like the detective viewer or whatever. I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, I guess Lara's wearing a, a very highly advanced cowl that we you just can't see. <laughs> oh, she's got the armor. If she turns into <laughs> Batgirl at the end of it, then I'm like, okay, makes sense. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that was that. That was a pretty short uh, part of 
And this is like only a three minute thing. So um, this is a pretty short part of that. Uh, it's only a couple minutes. So that's a game I'm, I'm definitely going to play. I'm looking forward to um, kind of just wish they had more to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, that's out in September. And uh, yeah, so, but yeah, got some gameplay footage of it, but we didn't really get too much else that we didn't really hear that we didn't already hear at Microsoft, I thought. Right. Um, and from there, we transitioned to, <laughs> to Final Fantasy XIV Online. Uh, a short video there showcased uh, Stormblood, which was the DLC for that, and that's like a year old. So I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, and then there was a video for the for the latest update, which is called Under the Moonlight, which released uh, about a month ago. Uh, so I guess cool. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us of Final Fantasy fourteen online. I guess mm. nothing new to show for that, but okay. I think like yeah. the. Is, wait, didn't they also say that there was going to be some crossover with Monster Hunter, though? Malcolm, let me get to it. Jesus. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, that is the much more significant part, I think, is the Monster Hunter World crossover, um, <laughs> which they teased uh, and slated for summer 2018. So pretty soon we'll be able to see what the hell that's actually about. Yeah, like I, I've heard some word, like we saw Rathalos appear in the game, and that could be something that you could fight in the uh in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, meanwhile, I've also seen numerous pictures of uh, a behemoth being in Monster Hunter World and you guys getting together to fight that as well. So that that's a, some cool crossover. I like that. I like I like seeing studios trade ideas like that because that's super fun. Yeah, but I don't know. Kind of makes you wonder why you wouldn't just play Monster Hunter instead. <laughs> yeah, it felt more like a commercial for Monster Hunter, really. <laughs> it's like okay, I get to fight this Monster Hunter. Monster, um, maybe I should just do that in Monster Hunter World instead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you got to say something about 14, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there, we got a short developer video, a, a different video uh, than what we saw at Microsoft show for the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, uh, which again was shown at the Microsoft show, uh, but it wasn't, but it was the, the they had two developers talking about it. Uh, they seem pretty excited about it. Uh, so there you go. Um, once again, that's set in a Life of Strange universe, uh, and it will be a full game download available for free on June 26th. So this, yeah. later this week, actually, or yeah. next Tuesday. If you want to hear me and Joe talk more in depth about it, we invite you to download our previous episode where we talked about it in the Microsoft conference. Yes. But um, that's a theme that you'll see. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what was the next game? Uh, the next game is Dragon Quest XI, getting a new trailer um, that revealed a September 4th release date for North America. Um, there you go, Joe. There's another game you can get. Hey, look at that. Definitely won't, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they also announced that Final Fantasy Brave Exvius will get a mobile crossover event with Dragon Quest as well in September. Uh, so if you play that, um, get well, excited for that. Well, thank <laughs> God. <that>. <laughs> Um, yeah, not big on Dragon Quest myself, so I'm not super excited by this. But hey, um, it's a big deal for a lot of people, so that's that's neat. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like it's huge with other people. Uh, I'm in the Joe demographic, where not really so much for me, but you know, it's been around forever. Like I remember there was Dragon Quest on Nintendo for Pete's sake. Yeah, the original game was Dragon Warrior. Yes, thank you. Free with your Nintendo Power subscription. Ooh, not a bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, All right, and from there, we get a pretty neat reveal, or at least uh, in theory, because they just didn't show much for it. But Babylon's Fall, 
is a new game by Platinum Games. Uh, slated for 2019. Uh, short, very short trailer. Uh, didn't show a whole lot, but many game by Platinum is fine by me. Yeah, this was one of two brand new games that actually did look interesting, but unfortunately, we <laughs> didn't get that much explained about either game. So, yeah, yeah. So. It looks interesting. I hope it's good, but you know, at the same time, there wasn't really enough oil to start that fire. If you catch my drift, yeah, I, I would expect that to have a bigger presence at uh, TGS, I guess. But ah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what that game actually is. Because uh, man, do I love platinum games. <laughs> mm. yeah. Speaking of Malcolm, uh, again, previously revealed at the Microsoft event, but we got a trailer <laughs> for Near Automata's release on Xbox One. I wonder what that game's like. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you should check it out. Uh, indeed. And once again, like, this is the theme of the night. It's like nothing really earth-shattering. Like, those, the two games that we'll get to or we've started to get to were interesting. But really, it was just a lot of stuff we already knew. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get into it more when we get to the end on what our predictions were and how they did not happen. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what was the next game we talked about? Uh, next game here uh, was Octopath Traveler, which got a short trailer and a July release date as well. Uh, July 13th is when that game was out. Uh, there was a demo for that. I think that's a, that should be available now. Uh, that you carry over your save to the full game. Um, there's also a previous demo as well. Um, I played that beforehand a few months ago. Uh, looks pretty neat. Yeah, great looking game. Yeah, uh, I wish I knew a little bit more about it. Uh, I know that Nintendo's been, you know, talking about it quite a bit. I was surprised that it's coming out so soon, but yeah, all right. Uh, hopefully, it does well, and uh, I'll at least download the demo. It's been a while since I've got been able to get anything for the Switch, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was about to say what's next. Okay. <laughs> uh, from there, previously revealed at the Microsoft event uh, was Just Cause Four. Um, but they did go a little bit deeper into it uh, than what was shown at the Microsoft event. Um, so that was appreciated. Um, the game will include extreme weather events, which was which looks fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, you know, you got tornadoes, you got crazy-ass fork lightning, uh, you got sandstorms. Um, just a whole new way to, to kind of interact with that, that environment. Um, I'm pretty stoked for Just Cause 4. Uh, and that'll be out December 4th. Nice. What did you think of Just Cause 4? Uh, I, I like this trailer better than uh, the Xbox One trailer, I will say. It does make it look a lot cooler, so that's one benefit. Uh, the Once again, if this was like the first I'd seen of Just Cause 4, I think my think it would have been much more exciting. But once again, my, Microsoft did all this first. Yeah. The dogs agree with me, so... <laughs> Um, all right, and, and following that, we got a short reveal trailer. One of the two reveals that Malcolm was alluding to. Uh, a reveal trailer for something called The Quiet Man. Um, it seems to feature a deaf character. Um, the trailer showed him taking out a couple of random thugs in an alley uh, in, ba in silence, basically. Um, but, yeah, not much besides him beating up a couple of goons <laughs> uh, in, like, ten seconds, so. Um, yeah, they they promised more of that will come in in August, so we'll have to wait and see at least two months. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was shot really cool because it's like actual footage at first, and then it just seamlessly bleeds into video game footage and him like decimating these thugs for who knows why. Well, I want to say seamlessly because uh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but the one thing I would say is that the graphics don't quite live up to 
so <laughs> the graphics uh, for the gameplay part uh, didn't quite convince me. <laughs> I was like, oh, it, it was pretty clear <laughs> that they transitioned to a gameplay. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. The thugs didn't look exactly seamless. Uh, I thought <laughs> I was like, the main character looked pretty good, though, but uh, the it, it looks like it has an interesting fight system, and it's got kind of this interesting story going on behind it, too. So, uh, yeah, uh I was really, really interested in this one. Once again, though, too, little to nothing, though, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Uh, but I'm interested to see what comes next from this game. Yeah. Um, and and finally, they closed up the show with one last thing that they showed at Microsoft's event, uh, which was the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, the same one that you saw there, the Frozen trailer or whatever. Mm. Um, and at that point, I kind of wondered why they needed Keith David at all to talk between these videos. <laughs> <laughs> like as much as I love Keith David, it's like why'd you pay this man presumably a lot of money to talk between things that we saw uh, the day before? Yeah, and and that was it. The the whole thing was like less than thirty minutes, I think. It was about thirty minutes. About thirty minutes. It's still thirty minutes. It's like all right. Here's so here, these are the predictions me and Joe thought because once again, keep in mind they hadn't done a uh, conference in three years. So, and the last time they did a conference, they announced near Automata. So, like, okay, surely <laughs> they wouldn't be wasting our times. Like, I predicted more info on Final Fantasy Remake. Uh, we did not get any of that this uh, E3. Uh, some Final Fantasy 15 DLC or the next season of DLC. We didn't get that. Uh, and also, I said there'd be a new near, uh, which, if you want to be super technical, Kinda, but no, there was no new near. <laughs> uh, Joe predicted that Kingdom Hearts, he was the closest to getting one right out of any of us. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 would be out winter 2018. Missed it by a month, buddy. Yeah. Uh, event, the new Avengers game, we get some of that. Nope. No. And uh, this, was the, this was the Hail Mary of your predictions. Final Fantasy 16 logo shown. We did not get any of that. And most importantly, sadly, there was no Avengers 4 trailer shown during this, like I was <laughs> hoping, but no. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it was like, it, I agree with you. I don't understand why any of this was here. Like, this was all <laughs> stuff we got, that got announced in other conferences. Like, yeah. yeah, the two things that they did announce, they could have easily just put in the other conferences. So, I don't know. Yeah, like, to me, like, a lot of people are putting this on EA, but to me, this was the weakest conference of E3. May oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like mainly a lot of that is due to the expectations I had going into it. But like even objectively, it's like, wh why did you even need to waste time with this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you could have had Walmart, uh, you know, reveal those other two games. And then the other ones was all announced in like the other conferences. So it didn't make any sense to me. No, it did not. All right, so me and Joe got a big fat goose egg as far as prediction goes <laughs> on this one. So. We head into the next conference, five to four, still anyone's game. All right, so Joe, what was the next one? Next show was Ubisoft, which is always uh, <clears throat> an interesting one or a memorable one, to be sure. Yeah, um, and it started with uh, <laughs> their their annual weird ass Just Dance sequence, uh, as weird as ever. Um, and you'll be having another 2019 edition. Uh, we'll be coming out to the original Wii, <laughs> so, just like the just like the previous games. Uh, so if you've still got your original Wii there, um, you'll be happy to know you can still play this game. Still keeping that thing alive, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's impressive, really. <laughs> it is kind of. You're like, okay, why not? <laughs> 
You got anything to say on, uh, aside from the Wii edition, anything else to say on uh, Just Dance? Jesus, no. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, um, there was a new trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, after this. Uh, it featured a, a very sinister-looking younger Jade at the very end of it. Um, they showed the tiniest amount of pre-alpha gameplay footage, which they didn't even go full screen on the stream for. <laughs> it was all, like, off-camera stuff. I was like, okay. Um, and most interestingly, and controversially, I would say, uh, is the introduction of the Space Monkey program, uh, which partners with Jason, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, Hit Record uh, initiative to crowdsource music and art for the game. Um, community art will be showcased this fall in Montpellier at something called uh, BGE Fest. Uh, whatever that is. I didn't realize that the one game <laughs> justified an entire festival, but there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, Joe, I'm going to let you decide this because mm. I, I said we would see some game, we would see gameplay footage of Beyond Good and Evil, and we did see the alpha. But mm -hmm. is that, does that count for you? Yeah, um, I guess, even though it was like the tiniest, <laughs> tiniest footage. Like, I, I'll admit, I was. I wasn't expecting it to be that tiny. Like, I actually missed it the first time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, there are a lot of people confused about this. Like, so is this a movie? Is this actually a game? <laughs> yeah. Because, admittingly, it was mainly uh, it was mainly the footage, which... I'll, I'll give it this, not to make it seem like I'm pooping on it entirely. It looks wonderful. Like, if this was a movie, I'd probably want to go see it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's... Like I, like I said last year, it's been 10 years. I'm kind of expecting a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But it's 10. Go ahead. And especially with this, like, crowdsourcing thing, um, it's like, man, really? You're, you're, you're Ubisoft? You're, you've got Ubisoft money? You need to crowdsource art for this game? Um, and, you know, like, they'll, they'll pay anyone whose art they use, but it's like, man, they still got to submit art and hope that they want to use it. <laughs> mm. Um it's it's just super fucking weird. It's like Ubisoft has a lot of money to want to one complete this one game that they've been working on for fucking ever. And two, it's like I don't know, man. It's just like yeah. I like JGL a lot, but this 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 did not rub me the right way. Yeah, like I hope next year they have something because yeah, it seems like they're still very much in the planning phases for this. So uh, it's still, by the way, super weird to see Joseph Gordon Levitt on E3. <laughs> 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 talking about uh, this game here but uh i do think the concept is interesting that you can submit an idea so hey maybe if you're an inspiring dude who wants to do the game industry stuff whether it be music art story ideas or what because they pretty much said anything uh, so might be a, a way to get your foot in the door especially if you got a good amount of stuff but once again you're pretty much saying yeah do whatever you want with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so Beyond, beyond good and evil, too. What else happened? <laughs> uh, we got some talk about Rainbow Six Siege, uh, which is a game I did not play very much of at all. Um, but you'll be interested to know that 35 million people have played that game, uh, which is wild. <laughs> uh, that game has uh, it's just a giant following. Um, it's, it's one of those games that, like, yeah, like, it's... <laughs> Between this and, like, For Honor, it's like it's one of these things where, where the game didn't seem like it was going to have a lot of legs, but somehow it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing for years. Uh, and here we are, 35 million strong. Mm -hmm. um, and they also revealed um, a documentary following some 
some pro players of the game as well called Another Mindset. Um, so if you're interested in Rainbow Six Siege, uh, there you go. Mm. So are you interested in Rainbow Six Siege? Not really. My yeah. friends do love it, but I, it's like, I, nah. <laughs> it's definitely one of those games I understand where you can create competitions around this one because the, the amount of teamwork and precision you need is, you know, not, not unlike what you need for the real thing. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> it is impressive when you see like a team who knows what they're doing go to work on that one. But hey. Yeah. All right. I bought it on Xbox One because it came with uh, Rainbow Six Vegas, which I loved a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just for this nice nice all right <laughs> all right what what was the next game they talked about from there they announced something that i'm very excited about now uh trials rising uh they announced that with a dumb pratfall uh i thought it was, uh, <laughs> through a stage <laughs> <laughs> um but that game looks real good uh those trials games are always a ton of fun uh and they announced that they'll have a closed beta this year, and the game will release uh, in February of 2019. Mm. Very excited for that. Love those trials games. Indeed. The, the pratfall I thought was pretty funny, though. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. You could see it coming from a mile away, but it was still funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the next one? Uh, from there, they went pretty in-depth on the Division 2. Mm. Uh, yeah. And from here, we learned that – well, I mean, I guess we already knew, but the game is set in Washington, D.C., uh, players uh, will pick a specialization after beating the the, the main campaign. Uh, for, yeah, if they beat the campaign, then they pick <clears throat> for multiplayer a specialization. Um, some pretty big news on, on as far as multiplayer is concerned. Eight player raids will be coming uh, to the game, which is pretty neat. Mm. Uh, and free DLC will be coming for at least the first year. Um, nice. They were talking about it's like yeah, like we've got this episodic content. It's going to be pretty meaty. Uh, uh, and by the way, it's going to be free. It's like, oh, all right, not bad. Uh, and that game will be out March 15th, 2019. Now, Joe, you said uh, when we were covering the Xbox uh, Xbox conference or the Microsoft conference, by the way, once again, go download that and listen. Uh, <laughs> you said that from the first trailer, you didn't, you weren't on the hype train quite as much for uh, Division 2. After seeing and hearing all this information, how – had it changed your opinion on Division 2? Um, well, I mean, the idea of being able to play with more people uh, and, you know, the free DLC and, and the gameplay in general that they showed um, looked pretty pretty good, actually. So I, I'm actually kind of excited for for the Division 2. Um, you know, with all that free DLC coming, too, it's like, like I didn't like I didn't get a, very much into Division 1 um, and then, like, all the DLC being, you know, it was pretty expensive for the DLC for Division 1. Hmm. Uh, so I wasn't super excited to, to get too into it. So they said all the right things for Division 2. For me to want to play it. Yeah, it sounds like they... Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, did Division 1 have a season pass and it didn't really get anything after that? Um, well, yeah, yeah. They they fulfilled everything from the season pass. Okay. Kind of- all right, that's good. I, I thought I was worried that it was one of those games that did the season pass but then did nothing with it. But just, No, uh, well, no. They got to give players something if they're paying for it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like Division One, I thought was well, it was a very awkward first step or dipping their toe in the water as far as are people interested in this? And the answer was a resounding yes. But uh-huh. the content wasn't there to keep people playing. So right. I, I feel like this is a great, okay, for you guys that we lost, we got this. Here's 
here's all you're getting here. On top of that, we're going to give you a lot more episodic content. And on top of that, for at least the first year, it's free. So give it a shot. See what you think. So I'm already down. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to have to start saving up now because that's the way things are with money. And (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it looks like it'll be super fun. Um, probably, I don't know if I'll be getting anything higher than the standard edition, but the regular game was really fun, so I can't wait. Yeah, and that'll be March fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was saying what, what was next. Okay, uh, from there we moved on to Mario Plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, which last year was revealed at the, at, uh, at the show. Um, and surprised the hell out of everyone by it being an actual good game. <laughs> uh, and this year they, they announced that there will be that there will be DLC uh, on June twenty sixth, uh, centered around one Donkey Kong, uh, and it looked pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, now this wasn't an official prediction, so no slight on Joe, but I did ask him if you thought we would see more of the connection between <laughs> Ubisoft and Nintendo. You said no tentatively, but it looks like going by this one that there is quite the Mega Powers partnership between uh, between uh, Nintendo and Ubisoft going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't make it a, a, an official prediction, but I said if they did do anything, it'd probably be DLC for this game, and, and there it is. <laughs> oh. I should have I should have just made a prediction, but I did not. Ah, but they did one more thing, but which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, I'll going back to Mario and Rabbids. Uh, that game looks super interesting. I really need to set some money aside for it. Uh, did you get this game? Uh, I did, but I, I have sold it uh, just because I wasn't playing it as much as I needed to, and I needed the $30. So <laughs> I was like, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, but it is on sale right now at Best Buy, I believe, for $30. So. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, and from there, uh, the game's composer uh, came out to perform some music from the game as well with his band, which is pretty neat. Hmm. Grant Kirkhope. The guy's a legend. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a fun little ditty and enjoyed it. Too bad Just Dance didn't dance to this, but oh well. <laughs> All right, what was the next thing in that? Uh, the next thing they went in depth on was Skull and Bones, uh, which is their their kind of pirate game. It is set in a persistent online world. Uh, seems like a very highly fleshed out version of Black Flag's stable combat uh, from Assassin's Creed 4, if you remember. Um that game is slated for 2019. Um, Point for Malcolm. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. I don't, is this something you're excited for, Malcolm? Uh, I'll, I mean, it's they're technically taking the most memorable part of uh, Black Flag from Assassin's Creed and making a game out of it. I mean... Uh, so far, not really. It just looks like okay. It looks like one of those games where if I had a ton ton of money, maybe. But it's not really an X on my map. If it, if you catch my drift, <laughs> yeah. Which is a shame because it looks like a lot of work is going into it. I like how they're doing. Like, oh, there are all these different ships and what have you. But it looks like they tried to. So far, to me, and maybe it's just just me. So correct me if I'm wrong. But it feels like <laughs> they tried to make a whole game out of a mini game. Yeah, that's basically what they did. <laughs> And it'll be interesting to see how it kind of uh, compares to something like Sea of Thieves, which I think is more about ex- not just. I mean, I think Sea of Thieves is more just isn't just explore isn't just you know going on any ship. It's about exploring islands and stuff. I think this is basically just ship combat, right? 
so far, like, uh, one of the things that actually turned me off, like, when they do the siege thing, it just says, us, you you jump the ship, and, you know, you don't do any combat or anything whatsoever, it's just cut a few cutscenes, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, like, is it just, like, are you just controlling the ship, and whatever the ship can do? Like, if, <laughs> like, there's no, like, combat for, like, because, yeah, like, you're right, like, you, like the ships have crews, and, like, you know, they will be able to, to board other ships. Like, how much of that do you actually control? Yeah, like, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for more content. Like, imagine if you had to go to an island and were trying to recruit guys to your crew, and each one of them had stats, and like, oh, somebody's really good at cooking, which doesn't sound that impressive, but (laughs) you guys don't get scurvy, or one of them (laughs) is really powerful, so you do better at sieges. You know, like, little things like that I feel could help it, but so far, yeah, you're right. It just feels like you're pretty much the ship for the entire game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so, uh, like, as much as I love the the ship stuff in in Assassin's Creed 4, uh, still not convinced I'd want an entire game that's just that. Mm, Agreed. All right, moving on. What else did they talk about? Uh, from there, Elijah Wood came out. Like, sweet, sweet Elijah Wood. That's nice young boy. This is a uh, star-studded Ubisoft conference, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I think last year, he, he revealed a game called Trans- Transference yeah. uh, for VR, and he kind of came out to talk a little bit more about it, show off some new stuff, uh, and that'll be coming to VR and traditional platforms uh, later this fall, uh, 2018. Um, yeah, I guess it's about transferring your, your consciousness between people or, or something. Yeah, I still don't have any idea what this game is about. Is <laughs> like, it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be a scary game, but, you know, it's like, it's almost Kojima-esque in how, like, the more I see about it, the less sense it makes to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, happy for uh, Mr. Frodo there. He's got something <laughs> going on. <laughs> I do love Elijah Wood, so hopefully this is well for him. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. He's, he's like a sweet kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like in his 30s now. <laughs> he's probably like near 40. <laughs> All right. What was the next game? Uh, from there, uh, someone you might be familiar with, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, came, came on stage for for a little bit uh, to promote Star Fox's involvement in Starlink. Uh, which I think they revealed last year. Uh, that's kind of like their, it's kind of like their like Skylanders or whatever you want it, like whatever place to life comparison you want to make. Uh, yeah, where the, yeah, where, where you could like assemble the ship and you can buy little accessories for it. This is the, yeah, yeah this is yeah. the first we heard about Star Fox though. Yeah, and and that's that seems like a pretty you know following the success of their partnership, uh, you know, with Mario plus Rabbids, it makes sense that that they were like, hey, what do because i mean people were kind of exce- like there were some like rumors uh swirling about Star Fox in general like uh in the weeks leading up to e3 where it's like is there gonna be a new Star Fox game like there was something called like like something called like Star Fox grand prix or something that mm. people saw like <laughs> they're like are we getting a Star Fox racing game what the fuck um but i guess this is i guess this would be the thing uh which is you know, the Nintendo Switch version of the game will, will come with a little R-Wing that you can attach to your Switch controller, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that to me, that just makes me want to get the Switch one if I get anything from this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty... Yeah, I'm a little standoffish about uh, the Toys to Life thing in general, though. Like, I think mm-hmm. that... <laughs> I think that ship kind of sailed uh, a while ago. So, ho- hopefully, their, their, their take on it here with the spaceships um, works out for them. And, and that'll be out October 16th. 
Yeah, there's another game for you to get, but uh, <laughs> totally ignoring everything you just said. But yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of in that same bo- boat with you for different reasons. Like, I can imagine if you were like a six year old kid that this would be freaking awesome for you. But for me, you know, a sixty dollar game is a big enough of investment as it is without having to spend who knows how much in toys in order to play said <laughs> game. Uh, that being said, uh, real quick aside. I really hope that uh, the head of Ubisoft talking to Shigeru Miyamoto, one guy who's French, one guy who's Japanese, and them trying to talk to each other in English, I want <laughs> I want that to be an annual thing because <laughs> go back and look at that footage. They have no idea what each other is saying, and it's, it's like Ubisoft dude is like, no, 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 go to the back. We'll talk to the back, and and he's like, oh, go on stage. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, come on stage, play, and they bow, and they... <laughs> it's like, oh, Shigure, you're, you're a treasure. <laughs> uh, but all right, moving on. All right, moving on. Um, For Honor, which I mentioned a little bit before, um, that's getting a starter edition, or at least the starter edition will be fr- is free at or was free, I guess. This is I probably shouldn't even mention this. <laughs> For the week of E3, it was free on Uplay. Um, but more importantly, the Marching Fire expansion is coming to, to the game on October 16th uh, as well. So, dang it. I, when I first saw this, I thought I got – because I predicted For Honor 2. Mm. But sadly, no, it's an expansion. But yeah, hey, it looks cool. It's got uh, it's got Chinese uh, soldiers in it as well as uh, – what was the other one they introduced? Um, I don't know. It seemed very – Oh, the, the Wuglin faction is what. So it's gonna be, yeah. Got Shaolin, got Tiandi. Uh, wait, these their names or are these? <laughs> uh, Eastern. Oh no, yeah, Tiandi, uh, Jiang Jun, and Nuxia. So or mm. Nuxia. So four types of, of uh, I guess Chinese uh, warriors here for you to pick from. Yeah, and they they look super cool in that brief little trailer. Uh, once again, for honor. A lot of people forget sold really well. Like it was like number one on the MPDs for at least a month or two. So did really good. Yeah. yeah so I was, I was expecting a sequel, but I guess not, but Hey, yeah. all right. You have anything to say on for honor? Uh, unfortunately I do not. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Uh, from there, we got a, a brief uh, mention of the crew two, which is out June 29th. Uh, a beta is out today, June 21st, uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, but, yeah, very little to say about that one since it's out so soon. Mm. Um, but then they closed the show, Malcolm, with uh, <laughs> a game that, again, was meant to be probably revealed here. Um, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, is what they closed the show with. Uh, and that's a game that's been in development for three years. Uh, they they kind of touted it as an RPG experience. Uh, you get to play as either a male or female version of the Spartan mercenary. Um, I think they've got basically full voiceovers for both. Uh, the story doesn't change at all. Uh, whether you play male or female, you get all the same love interests uh, either way. Uh, um, let's see. The, 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 the gameplay footage that we saw, um, it was pretty extended, extensive. But, uh, yeah, it showed that it had kind of similar combat systems and, and, the, and a similar UI to, to Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which is a, a fantastic game. Um, but yeah, that'll be out October 5th, uh, 2018. So look forward to that. Yeah. And, uh, I have to say, uh, doing the whole 
it, it was the Trojan. You play like a Trojan, is that right? A Spartan. Spartan. Thank you. So, doing that whole doing the whole Greece thing could actually lead to some pretty fun stuff. Uh, like they showed like some game. They showed a lot of gameplay footage. Number one, uh, they showed some gameplay footage in the middle of a battlefield where you're just running around like taking out people as you come across them. You know that that looks super cool. And uh, I have been hearing great rave reviews about Origins. So next time it gets on sale, maybe I'll pick that up and give it a shot this time. See if I can get back on board with the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed train. But uh, yeah, it, it looked fun. Um, yeah, uh, and interestingly, uh, since the game takes place so far back in the past, uh, like a thousand BC or something crazy, um, it's actually before Assassin's Creed Origins, which is hilarious. Mm. <laughs> uh, like Assassin's Creed Origins takes place in like 40 BC or something. Uh, oh. and there aren't any actual assassins in this game <laughs> because of that. because, <laughs> uh, you know, Origins is supposed to be the origins of the Assassin's Order. Uh, so this predating it by like hundreds of years, it's like, what's this game actually about? <laughs> yeah. Cause like she's the, well, I, the main footage I saw was of the girl. So I actually thought that she was the main character until I did some more research, but, uh, I never see the girl in the trademark assassin's cloak at all. No, no, because the assassins don't exist yet and won't for hundreds of years uh, in this timeline. And and it's frustrating because this is a very Assassin's Creed thing to do. Like, you just did a game about the origins, but then you make one that's even earlier than that. So, no, this is the origin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there there won't be any assassins in it, so I guess maybe it's the origin of... The Templars? I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's the opposing faction. Uh, yeah, I suppose <laughs> so. Well, all right, uh, and this was the last game you said. Yeah, this was the last thing they showed. Um, but yeah, like it did look, it did look good. I will give them that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and it looks like you still have the eagle somehow, so that's fun. <laughs> like I'm not sure if I'm ready for another Assassin's Creed yet. Like I thought that uh, the whole taking a year off was smart on their part, uh, and I was kind of hoping they would kind of stick to that. Uh, that schedule, but maybe not. I agree. Like I enjoyed ha- having it come out every two years. I thought that would have been really good, but oh well. Ubisoft got to make money and all that. Mm. So, so I finished with two points. Uh, going with Joe's prediction, you predicted uh, Watch Dogs Three, which nope. which sadly did not come out. Uh, a new Prince of Persia, nope. <laughs> which uh, Joe's conference sounds a lot better. Not, <laughs> not saying I didn't dislike ubisoft but i wish that and a new splinter cell nope all right so the current standings are seven to four in favor of the champion which is me Mm -hmm. Uh, now however we still got two more conferences one with five predictions and so there's eight opportunities for joe to catch (laughs) up here so we'll see here but anyway that was bethesda that was square and that was ubisoft Uh, joe what did you think of ubisoft um not bad it was um you know, I'm happy for Trials Rising. If I'm if I'm being honest, that's probably the game I'm most excited for out of that show. Oh wow! Um, but Division Two would look real good. Um, I I hope that you know Beyond Good and Evil Two gets a more substantial presence next year. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey is actually pretty impressive. So uh, yeah, those are my take. Yeah, not a bad showing. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I really enjoy Shigeru. Miyamoto and uh, Ubisoft guy. By the way, what's his name? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Eve Gimo. Eve Gimo. Uh, Emo and Miyamoto's uh, interactions are... <laughs> not, the... e- not Emo, Gimo. Gimo, okay. <laughs> he 
<laughs> my chemical romance member and ubisoft ceo i wrote a new poem about e3 guys <laughs> all right gimo uh, i enjoyed his i always enjoy his interaction i really hope this is a long and fruitful partnership between him and nintendo <laughs> yeah but yeah i thought it, these are this uh conference was all right it did ju- i thought it was solid it's not going to go down to super memorable i will say once again i'm annoyed with the beyond good and evil and i'm finally happy that you're starting to get a little annoyed too <laughs> so hopefully we get something more substantial in the future because this is i'm starting to lean more towards this game coming out on uh, ne- the next generation console with how long it's how far behind it is but we'll see yeah. all right so that'll does is it for this installment join us next time when we'll review sony and nintendo probably our two most look forward to conferences so We'll see. And we'll also find out which one of us is uh, the winner of the predictions, so keep an eye out for that. Folks, thanks very much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, you can listen to us on the podcast app on your Apple device. Hitting that subscribe button and writing a five-star written review greatly helps out the show and greatly appreciate it. If you have an Android device, don't worry. We're on such apps such as Podbean, which is the uh, program we're on, which podbeam.com you can also listen to us on stuff like stitcher radio as well as pocket cast also you can find each and every episode downloadable on our website thefirmup.com and hey if you're not if you willing to give us a little bit of money to help us out with the show get us some more stuff that we can review and whatnot patreon.com slash the firm up every little bit helps out over there you can also find us on twitter at the firm up for the show, at PSML for me, and at Wants23 for Joe. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, sir. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. We'll see you next time. Uh, see you later.